0: Hello and welcome to this AFL Life. I am your host, Alison Smirnoff, and I'm very, very pleased to be back at AH Cap and to be joined once again by my co hosts, Rachel Hibbert. Hello. And Susan Cadman. Thanks, Al. So we're fresh off Pride Round, Round Two. We're going to jump straight into our positives and RFIs. Now, I think last week I said I was going to go first. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Go on then. Have you learnt?
0: Basically, I think my main positive is Elise Parker. Oh. Like I know they didn't win, but
2: she is so good
0: at football.
1: 27 disposses in a losing team and like significantly losing team.
2: To say that if like, she's getting – she's racking up the same disposals as, like, Maddie press Yeah. And yet no one is particularly <sighs> talking about – like, of course, GWS have been banging on about her for ages because they know how good she is. But, again, it's the age-old, not a Victorian club, not getting the limelight, but she is just uh, uh, magnificent to watch.
0: It's just like – I'm um, like, I watched her last season, but she's just gone up a notch. Yeah. Like, it's amazing.
1: So I had a rumor that you were going to start an Elise Parker fan club. I, if if there not is not already one.
0: If there isn't one yet, I am starting it officially, and I am the goddamn president. Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm-mm.
2: And I think you're all members too. I'll oh, be on the board.
1: Yeah. Secretary, thanks.
2: <laughs> I'll be treasurer. I'll take all the monies. <laughs> <laughs> is no. That what treasurers do? <laughs> <laughs> yep, they just
0: take the money. <laughs>
1: take it and run. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I think that again, playing beyond her years. I actually, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to a matchup, sort of, her v Prasparus so or one of these other probably equivalents that get thrown around, are playing similar positions to her too, to see how they go. I think that, but I honestly, <laughs> I'm almost speechless. I don't, I don't have no words. She's just a fantastic player, and so. Nice to watch her play. Just
0: so, um, like her contested work. She's so strong. She can fend off. She can take contested marks. She kicked her first goal on the weekend. Like I'm just
2: blown I'm away. Blown away. Yeah.
1: So what's so what's the name of the fam club going to be?
0: Oh, you put me on the spot here.
2: The APFC. <laughs> <laughs> Parker. I like Fan it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It's like football club, but it's a fan club. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she could run a clinic. (laughs) Maybe.
0: Um, Yeah. Just keep a lid on it. Yeah. Sorry. Don't Mm. tell anyone.
2: Um, (laughs) But (laughs)
0: once once we start up the fan club, we'll let everyone know. Mm. Um, But my other positive, Friday night, Carlton didn't win. But last week, we talked about Ellie Blackburn Mm. and we kind of had this feeling that, she's really kind of arrived this year and yeah. bloody hell, like she was phenomenal. Another, like another two goals, like r- at really crucial. Yeah, times. I was going to say
1: captain's goals. Yeah. We were talking about her after the game and just saying that she's the, she's the kind of captain that leads by example and is, you know, she's the kind of captain that gets in there and takes the team with her. It brings her, it brings them along like really, really gets in there Shows them what you need to do, and he's like, Come on, everyone, we're going, we're getting this done. And like, she is just that. She was fab, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, mm. she's
0: like, she's a literal match winner.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Caddy, what okay. are your positives? I'm just gonna put a very generic one out there and say, Pride round, yep, fantastic. We were all very excited about it. Lots of media over the in the lead up and over the weekend. Uh, lots of rainbow flags. Good to see all the clubs getting around it in some way or another, whether it be through their jerseys or warm up tops, or um, and just also the, their, their their social media. All the clubs put out bits and pieces, um, particularly focusing on players within their clubs and just talking about the importance of Pride Round. So I thought it was a really genuine. Um. Everyone very genuinely got involved. Yeah. Yeah. And also just I went to the footy on Friday night and just the the giant rainbow flags <laughs> behind the goals and the rainbow mm. flags as in, you know, the goal umpire's hands. It's just I, I don't think you could ever get sick of seeing that.
0: Yeah. And there was an actual real-life rainbow when we first arrived too. That's true. Hibba,
2: hey what about you, mate? My positive? Mm. <laughs> singular. <laughs> My singular? No, admittedly. Um, We were actually away over the weekend at a Falcons camp and whilst we watched some of the games on um, Saturday and Saturday night on our phones, don't tell Coach Mitch, um, at the pub. But, uh, yeah, didn't get to watch a heap of the footy. But from what I did, the positive I took was actually West Coast's performance against Frio um, without Dana Hooker who... Has a quite an insufferable injury. Oh my God! Horrible. Um, they held up their own to to keep Frio to twenty three points, and the the weather was just horrendous. So no one enjoys playing in that football. It's not pretty uh, in that weather, rather it's not pretty. But they did a really really great job at keeping Frio um, to that score and um, to actually kick a few goals themselves. So it was, I think it was um. Two goals, 11, Frio kicked to two goals, two, West Coast. So the damage could have been a lot worse, but my positive is West Coast because um, – th- and they're also coming over this week as well. So I'm really interested to see um, what they'll be doing over here and if it has any effect, the travelling, because they haven't had to travel yet. But anyway, that's my positive. Um, and the other positive I have is Brisbane's performance. Um, against Gold Coast. Unfortunately, it did look a little bit like a training drill at some stages throughout the game. But um, one of the commentators made a really good point um, that Brisbane have been together now consistently for the last um, five seasons. They've got a really, really dominant base of players and they have leaders in every single line. Um, our favourite, Loz Arnell was just... Superb, like I think, a fine wine. Oh, honestly, it, I think she is averaging fifteen point five disposals, um, and her efficiency is off the charts. Um, it just shows that yeah, age doesn't matter. Um, the the years in her legs and the experience um, has only bettered her. So, they're my two positives for the week. I think,
0: I think it's at this point every season that I make. An apology for underestimating Brisbane, and I do it every yeah, <laughs> yep. And I'm just gonna say again,
1: sorry, sorry Brisbane.
2: <laughs> it's almost as if when we will I learn? Them. Yeah, but I I just expect them to be great anyway. I don't know. Mm. So I also apologise because
1: <laughs> well they're sitting pretty on top of the ladder now. The percentage of 757 huge, <laughs> huge. Wow. They
2: just wanted Gold Coast to get on the board. I think. They were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> let them have a point. <laughs> Um.
0: Actually, just jumping in. One other positive relating to Pride Round. Um. Some of the newspaper articles that I read over the weekend, mm. uh, in the Age and the Herald Sun. Um. Particularly the players that participated in telling their stories. And I think that's just really important and would have helped a lot of people.
2: Super powerful. Mm. Stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think so. And I think. I didn't see it at the time, but I read it today, the Kate Shielor, uh Emma Carney article in particular, two captains yeah. of AFLW clubs who have been in a, relate- like a long-term relationship, putting themselves out there for a you know, full, play- full double-page spread to talk about their sexuality. Oh, I mean, it's pretty incredible stuff. It's yeah. very brave, and it only invites attention where they don't really want it, but all the players understand it's for the greater good and I think that's really brave and like you said he's really powerful um and yeah I I just think there's so many wonderful stories out there and it must just be opening doors all over the place for young people young boys girls gender diverse people it's yeah it's really really great
0: one of my RFIs we're going to jump into RFIs now um I love that article didn't love the super creepy opening paragraph by Mark Robinson.
1: Oh, <laughs> robo at it again. <laughs>
0: um, but I'll just leave it at that. Um, my next RFI caddy, you might be able to jump in on this one as well. We went to the Friday night game oh, yes. at Witten Thankfully it didn't, it didn't rain. Um, we were expecting sleet and snow and a gale, but it was actually quite a lovely night. Um, we were sitting uh, in the pocket right near the scoreboard so in the in the outer yeah western bulldogs the fireworks again and the speakers again. like it was just a complete assault on the senses and the people of melbourne were pretty jumpy <laughs> and i tell you what i had a Fucking heart attack every time those (laughs) fireworks got let off. And
1: we knew they were coming because it was after every bulldog's goal. But every time, lift you out, off your butt.
0: My goodness. Like, and even, like, the speakers, because they were expecting rain, the speakers had garbage bags over them. So it was just, like, completely muffled, vibrating sound. And it was just, like... And then at one point, I think it was one of... After one of Ellie Blackburn's goals, they just, like, dropped this huge techno beat. <laughs> 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 Everyone
2: was just going off. It was weird. Yeah. It was so weird. Well, if you can't go to the raves, bring the rave to you.
1: <laughs> Poor Al. She had a little salt on her okay. senses. She really didn't. I needed a di- just a quiet space. She needed a little sit down after that. I needed a breakout room. <laughs> uh. Oh, But honestly, like... I've heard it before as well. Uh, I think it happened last week at the St Kilda game. Why are they just blasting the shit out of music speakers? Like, it's it, unpleasant.
2: I think it's okay at a space like Amy Park or yeah. Marvel Stadium where the, those yeah places are actually built for uh, sound. Yeah. But to try to do it at a community level yeah. ground, it's, it just doesn't need to be that loud. But atmosphere.
1: Yeah, RFI, 100% agree, Oh.
0: Mm. Um, and my next little RFI, I just want to say I, I love the AFLW app. I, like I, my screen time goes way up <laughs> during AFLW season and I use the app a lot. And particularly there's no printed record this year. So if I need to find a player, if I'm watching a game and I see a player that I don't know, I have to look them up on the app. And please AFL app developers, I would give my kingdom – for you to list the players in number order, not is alphabetical. It alphabetic-
1: oh dear, that's it, not useful. What is happening? Why is it like that? Why? Why is it like that? I can't it, understand it. I tried to figure it out when I was watching a game the other day, and I couldn't figure out the order. Yeah, it's, it's not, not m- numbers. It's not alphabetical.
0: I don't know. It's it. No, it's alphabetical by their surname,
2: <laughs> which is not helpful because on when they're on the field. I'm just I'm just stating the obvious here. They all look the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've got a number on their back. They don't have their surname. No, exactly. It's like, so you mm. have to go,
0: you have to scroll mm. through until you find their number. Great RFI,
2: Al. That is something that I can just absolutely think, be fixed. I think it's like a, it's an easy fix, yeah? Yeah, just get the coders onto it. Coders. Yeah. Do your bit bop thing.
0: Anyway. I
1: RFIL. have an RFI. Yep. And it's still me... Banging on about the game of Friday night. What's with the security taking away people's water bottles at the football? It was empty. I was just wanting to quench my thirst, as I was not interested in a beer, and I don't understand why. And no one could give me a reason. No, no one could give any good reason about why they were taking them off. And it's just frustrating. And I know it's really picky, but, you know, whatever. This is my space to complain.
0: <laughs> this is our platform. <laughs> you can use it however you want. RFI is Hibba.
2: RFI, and I'm, I'm picking on GWS simply because I watched the game. <sighs> the forward line at GWS, I, don't, I think it's something to do with the structure and it's probably what they've been told to do, but they pressed so far up the ground that they got it out of their back fifty. And through the mid, and Elise Parker would kick it to space, or Eva would kick it to space, to space. Mm. Just to space. There wasn't actually a player there. And so it just felt like it was coming into the defensive 50 and then back out and back in. And of course, um, Adelaide are a fierce team and are, are made of excellent footballers. Um, and when you've got Chelsea Randall and Aaron Phillips in the forward line, that's dangerous, mm. but they just, their, f- their forwards look like they evaporated as soon as they passed the halfway line across the oval. So that's my RFI is hopefully GWS can figure it out for this coming week. Cause I think they've really got a winnable um, opportunity on their hands mm. against Gold Coast.
1: Um, yep. I have an RFI. Yep. And I'd, I hope this isn't something that we're going to see creeping into the game, but after two rounds we've had two suspensions for dangerous tackles Ooh. plus the one in obviously with um, Maranoff earlier yeah. before the season. Do we think this is an issue creeping into the game or what What do you think is happening there?
2: I, I think it's, one, a lack of having played football perhaps mm. for the last year. So you go f- full in because I'm, I'm guessing that the team values that have gone in are big. You know, go hard or go home. So it's like they've got everyone's got a little bit of white line fever, um, but I do think it's something that needs to be spoken about. Um, I I don't worry that it'll be a. There
1: were four people charged this weekend with dangerous chuckles.
2: At least they're not all from the same club.
1: Yeah, but that's that's pretty like prosperous
2: were they dangerous Hylish tackles Ross
1: dangerous tackle rough conduct. but like
2: did you see them were they dangerous tackles cuz that's the other thing cuz the umpiring has I, I, risen a I few I think there has
0: been some like there's some there's been some kind of slinging motions yeah
1: the sling is the issue yeah. i think
0: is it this this might this might be a really silly thought <laughs> but is it is it because the players are so much stronger
1: yeah i'm not sure
2: I think, it's white line Fiv- I think it's white line fever and a bit of get the ball and the player.
1: Mm. Yeah, look, I just – I don't know what the reasoning is. I'm, it's just an interesting observation that I hope we're not getting four players around reported for dangerous tackles um, because I think if that continues, to me, that raises that there's an issue and I don't think we can blame it on the umpires so, um, yeah. All right.
0: This is our favourite segment, I think. It's question time.
2: I think we need a jingle yeah. for question time. Can we please have some music, Al?
1: Yeah, all right. I'll like you've got time to, yeah, to okay. Just, you know, make <laughs> all, up a jingle for, for us. All
2: the time in the world that you've got.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. First
0: cab off the rank, Lucreus on Twitter. Which teams do we think can challenge North <laughs> after the first two rounds? The D's Lions and maybe Frio seem like they could come close, though. So there's something special about this Bulldogs team.
1: Oh, that's a really good question. There
0: are. There, uh, he has included uh, some red, white, and blue love hearts. <laughs>
2: uh, that's some biased. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about the Crows? Well, that
0: yeah, that's a very good point.
1: They're looking pretty schmick.
2: Do you know what I think this weekend they have done an excellent oh, job of scheduling the fixture. the fixture. I was going to oh, say that. That should have
0: been in our positives because <laughs> It's going to put it in the positives. It's going to blow the
2: ladder right open. Yeah. Because this yeah, the fixture this weekend is really going to answer that question I think because they've literally paired everyone up and are making them play against probably their closest frenemies at the moment. <laughs> For enemies. This is the
1: one advantage of this ridiculous fixturing yeah. that's going on. That's yeah. it's competitive. another topic of the conversation is the tickets for football going on sale on Friday when the games are on the weekend. But anyway, mm. let's take that away from this. And that is an absolute positive of the fixturing and they can sort of, um, they can create this round three finals Bonanza. feel. <laughs> It's exciting. I'm so excited Mm. about the weekend.
2: I think it'll be Frio, Brisbane and Adelaide. That will challenge North. That will challenge North. I think North have had two goals kicked against them in two weeks. That is just extraordinary. But when you've got the forward lines of Frio, of Mm. Brisbane, of Adelaide, um, they will really, really be challenged there. So Mm. I'm backing those three and North to be... Top four contenders at this at this stage. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. They haven't played a strong forward team yet. I'm really keen to see how they go against a bit of a stronger team. Mm. Um sometimes, as you know, you know, it can look a little uneven on the ladder. Um there can be a bit of a divide between teams. So yeah, bring on this round where we get to see a couple of really, really key matchups, you know, like North versus the D's. Oh, Crows versus the Dockers. That's going to be... Oh, huge. Oh, that's going to be really good. And the Lions versus Collingwood. Those three games. Huge. Huge.
0: Massive games. Um, I just want to jump in here. You I've can been, do that. Oh, it's my show. It's your do show. It do what you want,
1: Elle. We're just here to, you know, make you look good.
0: I've been thinking a lot about the fixture and how it's, you know, shifting and changing all the time and it, like kudos to the afl for well, for last week getting all of the games yeah, that played was like that was a huge achievement um and this fixture coming up is absolutely mouthwatering but i have been thinking about you know there's there's covid cases popping up and i've thought of a solution go on for this fixture conundrum
1: oh i thought you had a covid vaccine up your sleeve no no no
0: no vaccine <laughs> Now, this is a bit out there, so stay with me.
2: Okay, I'm ready.
0: But if they want to continue this season uninterrupted and potentially move to a hub model, they should just make the competition fully professional.
1: Don't be absurd, Alison. Now, I told you, it's out
0: there, but just think about it. It would solve so many issues.
2: I don't know, Alison. I don't know. That seems too smart. So... We'll just
0: let that hang. Okay. You know, um, yep. maybe we can revisit it next week.
2: Tomorrow, if you're interested, the day after that, it's also
0: fine. Okay, next question at row underscore Kel. How gutsy were West Coast in absolutely dreadful conditions? I'd probably written them off a bit early, especially after losing Hooker for the season. Do you think... The Eagles can build on that performance and surprise us this season. I'd like to see them get a few wins. Well, I think it'd be great for the competition if they could get a few wins.
1: I don't think they. I don't think they can. <laughs> Sorry, I don't see the quality across the board in that team. I think, um, especially with that big out now for the rest of the season, I think it's really, that the only way is up, unfortunately, for them, and they're going to have to do a little bit of travel. Obviously, would love any of those new newer teams to get a couple of wins. I think it would be really good for the comp, but I don't know if West Coast is going to be the one t- to get them.
2: Gutsy, yes. It was. Really gutsy. Um, but I agree. I think they are in a building phase, similar to the new teams that popped up at the start of the competition. Um, mm. But in saying that, they have got a really, really strong support base and they've got really professional things happening at West Coast and they're, you know, one of the biggest clubs in the country. If not, actually, it's got, you know, a waiting list for memberships. Mm. So, they've got everything behind them. They just have to put it on field now. So, um, yeah, watch this space.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know whether it's going to happen this season but it, they're obviously...
1: They're building something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's the the young talent again that comes through um, the Waffle W over there. um, That'll be their biggest asset as well um, as the competition gets stronger and stronger. uh, And they have had girls come through the system as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question from at PotDog21. Do
0: you think the women's game is umpired differently to the men's game? in brackets, in an overly protective way. Mm. I do, but I would like your spin on this, thanks.
1: I feel like Hiba, you have something to say about this.
2: I I do. I think I I agree with Lou and probably go against Caddy on this one in terms of like the dangerous tackles, whether we have to stamp it out or not. I do think they're protecting the players, which is a great thing. So by reporting people, if that's what you need to do to stamp that kind of thing out, then that's great. But also, I don't know. Like I don't know if you saw Tani Evans, her tackle on. Yeah, I
1: did. It had an element of sling to it, which is the Mm, thing they're trying to get rid of. Yeah. Because once you pin the arms and then you have that motion of putting them on their front like a really male or female, that is a very dangerous tackle in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I agree. I also think that they're using the AFLW again as a ground to s- create the rules for the men.
1: Oh, uh, they are pretty hot on the sling tackles Last in time. the AFLM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're getting so much – they're copping so much heat on, on the concussion stuff. So year to year, it's only going to build and there's only going to be more and more attention on dangerous tackles, particularly protecting the head. Mm. So – yeah, we might have to agree or disagree on this one yeah. here, but I think that, in my opinion, I get really anxious watching tackles where people's arms are pinned and they're getting put face down in the in di- the, dirt, in the yeah. dirt. It's, yeah. Oh, and it doesn't need to happen in the game. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess I don't have, yeah, I don't have a big issue with the way it's being umpired. Um I did have some issues about the quality of umpiring, but mm. they, they have started addressing that. I think they started addressing that mm. last season when they brought in, yeah. by bringing in AFL yep. M umpires into yes. AFL women's. Yep. Something that I have a bit of an issue with, 50-meter <laughs> penalties. That
2: was oh. my next, yeah, that is just, abs- like, you just, that is I'm sorry, you go. Oh, no, I mean,
0: and... You know, there's discussion about whether or not it's too much of a, too much of an advantage in women's football, given that there aren't that many players that can kick fifty meters. So it's like, if you get a fifty-meter penalty, it's a huge territory gain. I, I mean, I don't have an issue. I think it should be fifty. It's a fifty. Like, mm. I don't have an issue with that. But I, I, I just think. They're just happening at crucial times,
2: and and, and the the shit. And they're thing. affecting
0: results. That's my yes. only issue.
2: And the shit thing about that is that often there if there's a fifty, and then you have to clear out of the space, and we know that. But if you're following an opponent and you become too close to the space of the path being travelled by the person with the free kick, they award another fifty, and a hundred meters in a women's game is four kicks.
0: Yeah, which is basically what happened. Uh, in the Geelong-Collingwood game on the mm. weekend, like, Collingwood's first two goals were both from 50-metre penalties. The second one was a back-to-back 50 right on the quarter-time siren. Geelong had put in a really vastly improved performance from the, from their previous week.
2: And that, you know, those kind of things just really... Maybe that's the umpiring that I have an issue with. It's, yeah, perhaps not the protect the head. But I obviously agree to protect the head. But those kinds of things, I think, is... Yeah. Yeah.
1: The protected zone is very frustrating. Mm. It must be very frustrating as a player because yeah. it also is very subjective yeah. from umpire to umpire of what they consider the the protected zone to be. Mm. And yeah, there's too many fifty metres getting given away for that. I agree with that, definitely.
0: Um, but also with the caveat that Umpires have a really difficult job oh, yeah. with the with the, love rules, the, with the rules constantly changing. And I don't want – if you're interested in being an umpire, I think you should definitely pursue that <laughs> because reason. we need umpires. Yeah. We need quality umpires too. Okay. At Crash Thompson. Thanks, Crash. Most people think higher scoring games are more attractive to watch. Blowout games on the weekend had overall higher scoring total for games. So, do you think it's better to have higher-scoring blowouts with uneven sides or low-scoring thrillers with evenly matched teams? Give me a low-scoring contested match any day of the week.
1: Yep. I agree. As long as it's a good quality, though, that's the thing. Yes. Because this, this is probably a very unpopular opinion. I didn't really... Love the Carlton Bulldogs game that I went to on Friday night. I found it really frustrating. I thought that the style of play that was happening was just bombing to Taylor Carlton's style of play was just bombing to Taylor Harris, and it was so frustrating because it was so congested. Everybody was in the Ford 50, and it made it really scrappy um, and quite low scoring. Whilst it was a it was, it was a good game in many other ways, but I found it a little bit frustrating in that way. Um, And then when you see a game, like I thought, although it was hard to watch the Suns being run, you know, Brisbane running circles around the, the Suns, it was an impressive clinical display where two Brisbane players kicked four goals each. Like that's unreal in AFLW and so good to watch. So I think in theory I would always pick the closer game, but I think, yeah, I'm I'm open to both.
2: What about you, Mm Huber? I love goals. (laughs) (laughs) I just love everything that a goal brings. I think a congested game of football, if it's really skilled, is good to watch. But there's no reward for effort. And getting on the scoreboard, whether you're pumping someone by 10 goals or whether it's both of you scoring seven or eight goals, I just love to see a goal celebration. I love to see the team get a little bit of a break and a breath as you regather and go back to the centre after a goal and not just because it's the end of or the start of a quarter. Um, So I don't mind a blowout (laughs) because I I really enjoy, like Caddy said, I really enjoyed watching Brisbane play quite good football and Mm. I know it wasn't Gold Coast's best football but they were just really skillful they kicked goals from lots of different yeah agree. pockets of the ground and different passages of play and it was literally you could tell stars has done those drills with them over the last few years um, so yeah give me the goals <laughs> goals goals double goals. cobras <laughs> double cobra <laughs> if i kick a goal ever i promise a double cobra triple cobra oh. Can't wait What's, stick my leg in. get a leg in there.
0: <laughs> Cannot wait. I'll we'll uh, swing you forward him. Here. here we go at Mitch underscore FC. Mm. Question for the week. Favourite pride round jumper? They're all great, but no fence sitting. Mm. I am going to say my favourite was
1: Geelong. I thought Geelong was my favourite, but I absolutely flipping loved the Brisbane one. I thought it was cool. It was really, really well done and really bright and I don't know, there's something about it that really caught my eye. So, I'm going to, yeah, I really, I think I even talked about last week. I love the Geelong one, but I've definitely flipped over to Brisbane. Oh. What about you, Hiba? Oh.
2: I was fence-sitting between Adelaide and Brisbane, but I agree with Caddy. Brisbane, it was an away jersey and yet it looked like the star of the show.
1: <laughs> Maybe they could have it as their permanent away
2: jersey. That'd be so cool. That'd be real cool. That'd be so cool. I do love that lots of clubs have got Indigenous jerseys as their away jerseys this yep, year. I agree. Which is epic. But if Brisbane don't have an Indigenous away jersey, I would love to see that Pride jumper again. Yeah. For so many reasons. Yeah. But mostly because it's really cool.
1: But can I say... All of them were fantastic. And I know that lots of players were involved in the design of yeah. the jumpers. So, well done to everybody who was involved in designing them. There was not a bad one, that's for sure. It yeah. was really, really great. Yeah.
0: Next one from Instagram. At PTcore official, what's your assessment of the Blues this season? I had very high hopes after how they finished last season and the inclusion of Aliso Day over the off-season. But starting zero and two – albeit close losses, is a huge hurdle to even make finals in such a short season. What's happening at Princess Park?
1: I think we all feel exactly the same.
0: Yes. I have some thoughts.
1: <laughs> Please share.
0: I – well, for starters, I think they're really missing Gab Pound um, and they and that was exacerbated on Friday night by also missing Lala Weefy. But on Friday night, they just seem to lose their mind. <laughs> They just played helter-skelder football in that last quarter and they were just bombing it in um, when they maybe needed to slow it down and, mm. and execute.
2: They they set up a defensive line that was like a wall. It was a Trojan wall. With, we spoke about this at training actually. The Bulldogs. Uh, no, the Carlton did in that last quarter. This Trojan wall where it came out and then there was no penetrating kick to a... Like you said, they were just bombing it to Taylor Harris and whatever was happening. And they just it was
1: it was just again. like bombing it to the pack. It was mm. just yeah. I know it's hard to create space when there's lots of people in that 50, but they didn't seem to be trying. I don't know. I, and I, yeah, it was it was hard to watch. It was yeah. frustrating. And I I was going for Colton and mm. sitting next to Allison, who was <laughs> barracking very hard for Colton. It was hard to see her. So frustrating. she was
2: nervous about the fireworks. She was sad because I was so on edge. Oh, oh. my
0: goodness. But also, I mean, the other thing also about Friday night is that they just didn't take their chances. Mm. Like... Yeah. Missed easy goals. Mm. Missed easy goals. I mean...
1: Do you think that Taylor Harris is the only forward option at Cold, Real? Legit? Because that's, that's how they're playing, which is confusing.
2: I was really interested to see Nick Stevens in the forward line this year because I would think that she's actually one of the best defenders in the competition. Mm. So throw her back and... I don't know. Throw Maddie Gearin in the forward line or something. Mm. I'd, I'd she can kick goals from anywhere. Well, it was Maddie Gearin's
0: kick that actually that Taylor actually got on
2: the mm. end of? Because she put it in the
0: hot spot and she put it up. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Taylor was able to run onto it and take that huge clunk. But yeah, I mean they 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 have so many options, mm. but they just like you said, they just seem to be bombing it to Taylor all the time, and I.
2: The other running link that they're missing, obviously, is Chloe Dalton. Mm-hmm. So, she worked some magic through the middle last yeah. year. And then Brooke Walker as well as a forward, as a running speedster, um, is out with an injury, I think, with a foot or ankle or something. So, that's the other forward that they'd normally have crumbing for yeah. them. And so, their small forwards are Katie Loins, mm. um I think Georgia G. Yeah. She she, she, was, she was
1: really was a good. She was really She good. was very good yeah. on Friday.
0: And and June started forward mm. and kicked a goal mm-hmm. early as well. And um yeah, I, I don't know, I just I just feel like they're really missing some of that, that composure and, and clean skill by foot off half back. Mm. Um Do
2: you think they lost or do you think they got beaten?
1: I think they lost in that last quarter. Right. They had all the momentum and all the control of the footy and they seemed to me to be making the wrong decisions right. with it. Um at a point, Bulldogs definitely were on top and were going to run it, but they, they 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 did wrestle it back. They yeah. wrestled it back and they they yeah. So I I th- I mean, not taking anything away from the Bulldogs, but I I do feel like Carlton oh, really if they they could have won that game. Mm.
2: I think yeah, I think Western Bulldogs. All credit to them, they had an yeah. absolute pearless yeah, game and they had some star moments. Um, but yeah, if if Carlton lost it, then that's definitely the onus mm. is on them for you know going into training. I imagine there'd be some pretty. Fiery conversations. I
1: mean, Harper came straight out after the game and said that was crap. Mm. Basically, right. okay. yeah, he said he we, was, we were awful. Yeah, yep. he was very frustrated right. with them. So this is what I want for this week. So Carlton are playing St Kilda, right? And we all know that St Kilda they're great, but they're one of the we're well, one of the, one of the developing teams. Is this the time that Carlton really stand their authority and show show the league what they've got? Like, I would love to see Bessio really see that's the other forward. Take take things on and like kick a couple of goals. Set up, you know, some of these stars like like Junior has you know hasn't been could like let's see them really really take things to another level and and really show us what Carlton's got because we know that that list is pretty good and mm. something's not quite clicking mm. and perhaps they just need to get in their groove and perha- maybe this is the week for them to try.
0: Yeah, hopefully they get a couple of players back too. Like yeah. I think yeah. Lalawee should come back. Yeah. Um. Oh, Lucy McAvoy is actually the other one. Lucy McAvoy, one true. Who's yeah, out she's... injured at the moment? Yeah. Um. So yeah, one Carlton supporter here that is really He's hoping they can <laughs> get it together.
2: I just yeah I just want to see them play the footy that they yeah that's what I of. mean yeah they're just yeah so hopefully yeah that's I it. completely agree Caddy I think. I'd love to see another big game from Saint Kilda, another skillful game. Yep. And Carlton to just bring us bring us the sh- show the us the show we know you yeah. can produce. Show us
1: your Carlton Footy. We haven't seen it yet. Really wanna see it. Like we've been you know, we were talk talking it up, like really excited. So
2: Yeah, we might get booted off.
1: Okay, next question
0: at Lucy B. Higgins. Pride Guernseys and the teams that didn't bother.
2: Interestingly, The teams who didn't have a Pride Guernsey did have some of their players come out with support and stories. And, like, Collingwood had a warm-up top that had Pride colours on it. Same with Giants. And Giants did as well. And Dally was um, really, really passionate about that one and she was a driving force. Um, They all had socks and – I want some some yeah. of those socks. Yeah, right. And uh, I'm not sure if you saw the marketing that Priv and Annalise Lister from yes. the GW Australians did as well, which yep. was really powerful. They also had Phil Davis um, speak as an ally as well, which I thought was really powerful and they played it at every single game in the ad breaks. Um, what do you think, Al? What do you I, – I can only think of
0: myself with my supporter hat on and – Like, I'm a Carlton supporter. Um, Carlton had a Pride Guernsey. I was really pleased about that. But I also really like Melbourne. I would have loved to have seen what they did. You know, I think think it would mean a lot to the fans. So, I I hope that next year, maybe when things hopefully get a bit back to normal in this COVID world, that um, clubs see the importance of it.
2: Was it literally? They just didn't want to spend the money. It could
0: be. I'd say so. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, AJ Lad eighty eight, Davy, or Carney for your MVP. Well, I don't know if it's between those, just those two.
1: But are we just doing? We're just answering.
2: We're answering the question. question. The question. Yeah. Yeah. Be direct, Alison. Well,
0: Elise Parker is my MVP.
2: (laughs) Wasn't in the question.
0: Davey or Carney? Oh, I think I think Davey.
1: I think this week, Davey. I think Davey every week. I think she's amazing.
2: I just really like her as a person as well. So, <laughs> Bree listens to this.
1: <laughs> oh, I just think that Day That Collingwood team's reasonably strong and she's just... I mean, I guess it can be said the same about Carney, but, oh, I just... I don't know. I, I, I think Davey. I don't even know what... I don't even know how to articulate why. I just think she's... Just come. She looks fitter. She's more dominant than ever, which is scary considering how dominant she has been previously. And yeah. I think she's another one who's taking her team with her. Yeah. In Collingwood, she's the leader who's showing them how to do it, and they're coming along for the ride.
0: Yep. Yeah. At Scooby Snacks, oh, who will you who will you sponsor this season, Heba <laughs> or Moz?
1: This has been a topic of debate all week. Can I just put it out there? A
2: debate. We had decided on this.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna. Sp- oh, is is now the time to talk? That this. Really,
2: that was really bad. <laughs> well,
0: I think it's time to let uh,
1: it, cat it out of the bag. Should I think, we? Should we I talk think about so. it?
0: I think we should talk about it.
1: Well, over to you then. You're the boss. Well, we
0: have decided, as in Caddy and I, that this AFL Life is going to become the official player sponsor of number 19 for the Falcons. Rachel Hibbert.
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, if I could just um, take the microphone for a second, thanks. I'd like to thank Alison and Katie. No. Wow.
0: I'd like to thank my sponsors.
1: <laughs> so, what does that mean for us, Hiva? Now we have agreed to be your sponsors, what will you do for us? What do
2: we get? What do you want? <laughs> well... Not a falcon
0: scarf, because I've got a
2: hundred. <laughs> or a beanie. Do you want another million beanies? Well, we just got notified that the uh, jumper presentation is happening next weekend. Next weekend? Next weekend. What? Mm-hmm. But it's closed to anyone other than players and staff and board members. Oh, Luckily, what one of you is a staff member. <laughs>
1: And one is an ex board member.
0: Surely, Surely I am like, as Caddy said, part of the furniture.
2: <laughs> well, get your camera and tell them that you'll do photography oh. and then turn up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gee, whiz. Five years stin on the board and that's a thanks. Yeah, yeah,
1: you just come in the back door.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just turn up at the pub. Maybe we'll do one at the pub, actually great idea oh
2: yeah that's an even better idea amazing Mm. and we can have our listeners come and join us another open pub open pub yes except we're not paying for anything (laughs) (laughs) scratch that it is not an open bar (laughs) they're spending all their money on me not on the
0: bar um but begs the question (laughs) do we sponsor moz uh we're still in negotiations
1: I'm still yet to see what the benefit is to the show, to be honest. So, Scooby Snacks, just be a bit better, please. Sell it, and
2: I even got a passive-aggressive message this week as well, <laughs> Ooh. saying you' trying to cut my grass. <laughs> How does that make you feel? I was just kidding. As personal. a benefactor,
0: well, I feel wanted.
2: It's <laughs> good.
0: And sought after. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question, at Nothing But Details. No footy records, no merch at Victoria Park. Is it COVID or is it an excuse for cost cutting?
2: Maybe it's the latter disguised by the former. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: little from column a, a, little from column B.
2: Yeah. Well, I was really devastated about the no records because one of my favourite things about going to the footy is having young people scream in their bright green outfits and their Legionnaire's hat. Oh, get your record. And we don't get to have that. Have so, gone. I was sad about that anyway. It is
0: sad. Um,
2: but the no merch thing is weird, I guess, mm. like, because they're selling food and drink. So, why wouldn't they sell merch?
0: Yeah, that's weird. Good question. Interesting. Sorry, nothing but details. We don't have a detailed <laughs> answer for you. <laughs>
2: We've got everything but details. Yeah. Well, that's that's it for our listener questions. Thanks again for submitting them. That's always fun to be put on the spot. And I don't know if it's any benefit to anyone
1: to be put on the spot. but I think it's awesome. It's fun. And it's making us think outside of our own tool minds. You know, like mm. I think outside the square. They're doing A our
2: work little. for us. Yeah, seriously, thanks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're the best. We love you.
2: Brings us to
0: our final segment of the show.
2: Would you rather. That is the there jingle. We go. <laughs> it is done. Now you need one for question time.
0: Okay. Shall I go first?
2: Yes.
1: Please.
0: My would you rather is as follows. Would you rather have the ability to kick a 55-metre goal on the run like Ellie Blackburn or take a huge monster contested mark like Taylor
2: Harris? I would rather kick... A goal like Ellie Blackburn on the run from 55 out because at least I've slaughtered a goal.
1: Interesting choice from a defender, Hibber.
2: Yeah, I would rather the six points. Where am I marking, said Mark.
1: What about a Leo Barry-esque mark on that halfback?
2: No, because I know my role is to crumb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I didn't. I di- I guess I didn't specify where the mark is taken. Has been taken, mm. but I'm just going by the mark that she took on yeah. Friday night, which was an absolute ripper. It was right in front of us. Mm. It was amazing. I stood up. I this
2: photo from Michael Wilson is amazing. Everyone's just it's yeah, like a renaissance painting.
1: painting yeah. yeah, I would like to take a contested mark because that's my favourite thing to do in footy. I put. Pe- I don't care about kicking. <laughs> Close your ears, any forwards out there. But I don't care about kicking goals. I'd rather. Coach kick... you the forward goal. I'm the forwards coach, but no, I'd rather assist a goal than kick a goal. So the appeal of kicking a 55 minute goal isn't there for me. But geez, taking a contested mark, that is what I dream of as a footy player. So yeah, contested mark for me.
2: What about you, Al? We're split down the.
0: Well, yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit torn because I mean I have like zero ability when it comes to either. <laughs> but I guess you you prompted a thought in me, Heba, in that yes, it would be amazing to take that Taylor Harris mark, but then you have to live up to it in the next moment by kicking the goal. <laughs> Whereas
1: or clearing the ball out of defence. Or clearing the
0: ball out of defence. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like it's only the part one because then you have to kick the thing. So going with that logic, I think I would rather lift my team by kicking an absolute ripper goal from 55 out on the run. Interesting.
1: No one remembers what Taylor did after she took that mark though, let's be honest.
2: That's true. Did she kick it? Don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she missed it. Oh, she missed it. It's a good would you rather though, isn't it? excellent would you, would you rather. Would you rather. It is late.
1: Do we have one more? I've got one. Oh, oh, Hibber's got one. I've got
2: one. Would you rather. Okay, I'm just going to set the scene here. <laughs> Should we dim the lights? Yeah, dim the lights. Okay, it's down low. It's a packed Icon Park. It's sweaty, congested stands. Yeah. The crowd's screaming. It's a grand final. It's not COVID safe at all. People are yelling. People are screaming. You're packed in like sardines. And your team is up by two points. In the dying seconds, it's in your defensive 50. Mm. And you run your guts out to dive across the line and save the goal so that it's rushed for a behind. Mm -hmm. Or would you rather kick the winning goal for your team being five points behind so you win by one point either way but would you rather kick that winning goal or rush that
1: behind I'm, I'm rushed behind I'm kicking the goal give <laughs> me the glory <laughs> I'm the team player I'm the safe player it's the smarter it's the smarter safer option you're still going to win the game you're rushing the behind I'm also rushing the behind.
2: I was gone for glory, though.
0: Good to know. Cover me in glory. <laughs>
2: confetti. Biodegradable confetti. Um,
1: So, Caddy, you didn't have one this week, mate. Standard. Standard. Well, if I think of one for the season, it would be pretty much a miracle. Well, you thought of one last week. Oh, man, so I'm done. <laughs> Lucky for you.
2: Oh. oh.
0: At Lucy Walsh,
1: listeners coming to the rescue sent in.
2: Oh, would Lucy. you rather saving caddie's ass?
0: <laughs> okay, so Lucy wants to know: Would you rather play in a thirty-two degree Q clash heat? Oh yeah, or play in the Western Derby downpour?
2: I'd rather the heat. At least you can play like kick to kick if you really need to. The wet just eliminates any sort of skill set that you've got. I think the the um, heat might diminish your fitness and make you look a bit slow, but at least, I don't know, you can maybe hit some skills. But the rain just completely axes.
1: Depends what team I'm playing for.
2: Oh, in what way?
1: <laughs> if I'm playing for the weaker team, I'm playing in the oh, rain. Oh, you want it to
0: be pissing down. Oh, you're I'm playing, playing in West the rain. Coast. You're playing for West Coast. I'm playing in the rain.
1: Yeah. If I was Gold Coast probably with a lot of rain. Mm. It just is a bit of a leveler as we all know, in footy. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, depends who I'm playing for and if I'm the underdog I'm choosing the rain
2: any day of the week. What about you.
0: Oh, it's a tough one. I guess just uh, probably just the heat because it's just I don't know, I'm not I'm not down for a slog fest.
1: We used to play in the snow in Canberra. <laughs> that is absurd. Do not recommend.
0: That is absolutely absurd. Oh my gosh. That's a good question. Okay, well that's it for Would You Rather. Um, just to finish up, what are we most looking forward to this weekend?
2: Just every single match up.
0: Just the off off the chart fixture.
2: The fixture and like the matchup of the teams, but the matchup of the players as well. Like there are going to be some stars just butting heads. I'm so excited.
0: What about you, Caddy?
1: Yeah, I think just the footy. <laughs> um, I'm excited about Sunday. Crows, Frio, Brisbane, Collingwood, and then, you know, Battle of the Underdogs, Richmond, West Coast. I think it, I'm really intrigued to see all of those games for different reasons, but like, let's, let's just bring it on. Hopefully we can get bloody tickets.
2: Sorry, side note. I saw on Twitter today that um, Bet Goddard and Mel Hickey have got a campaign happening to get the Melbourne North Melbourne game from Casey Fields to Marvel Stadium. Do it, just so, do it. just do it, please. I Thanks. don't care if there's a cricket pitch, take it out. Thanks. Just cover it up, and we'll go around it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I think I'm most looking forward to that. That um, the Melbourne North game. I just reckon we're gonna find out a lot from that game. Well, we're gonna wrap this up. Because Hibber needs to get to bed. There's a very big practice match this Sunday. <laughs> I don't know what everyone else is doing, but at ten thirty AM, I'll be out at the hangar to see the mighty Falcons take on Essendon. I don't know if we're meant to publicise it, but
1: I just have. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> oh,
2: that makes me feel sick.
1: <laughs> I will give a full match report on Hibber next week. Everyone's wishing you well on your return game from injury. Very proud of you. Thank you. Good night,
2: everyone.
1: Good night.